Happy New Year. It's the Lost Map Podcast. It's the 1st of January 2024. It's possibly the 1st of January 2024 when you're listening to this. It won't be any earlier than that. I'm conscious that you're listening to this and maybe you've just woken up from your Hogmanay hangover. You've reached over to your phone to discover that no one else has wished you a happy new year. I'm sorry about that. But you've noticed that there's a brand new podcast from Lost Map. You've turned it on and look, here it is. And my voice might be the first voice that you're listening to in 2024. Well, let me tell you something. Get out of bed. Go towards that mirror in the corner of the room. Go on. Hobble over. Look at yourself. Just look at yourself. 
Look at yourself dead in the eye. Open the curtains, maybe. Just open the curtain a little bit. Turn on a lamp or something. There we go. Look at yourself. You look brilliant. There you go. A little motivational talk to kickstart your 2024. Courtesy of me, Pictish Trail. Speaking to you from my shed on the Isle of Egg. You have survived 2023. If you're listening to this, you have survived 2023. That's a fact. Well done. Not everyone did. And I'm not sure if I have because, full disclosure, this is a pre-record. This isn't live. I don't know if you know how podcasts work, but they don't get broadcast live. I had to pre-record this so that you could listen to it on the 1st of January 2024. I'm recording this in the lead up to 1st of January 2024. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it on my own. I'm normally joined by my co-host, Laura Doherty via the internet but it's the festive season i figured that some of the lost map staff needed a break i haven't had one i'm not having a break and neither's joe cormack who's editing this sorry joe and you're not having a break either lost map listener this is a compulsory listen the lost map podcast you know the drill first day of every month it's like going to church except once a month and it's not always on a sunday okay it's nothing like going to church but look but I appreciate the fact that you're listening to this and I, I'm going to guide you through some of Lost Maps releases and some music that we're releasing and some news and just gossip and shite over the next wee while. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode because Laura's not here with us and I figured it'd be a nice softer way just to start the year. So yeah, at the top of the show you heard a track called Hints by Sulka, whose album Distractions we released last year. And what an incredible record it was. What an incredible record it is. I really love that track. That's the opening track. And uh, Salka performed at our Humbug Christmas All Dayer that we had last month, December, at Summer Hall in Edinburgh. We put on an All Dayer across two shows. We did an All Ages matinee and then an Over 18s Knees Up in the evening. Although I say over 18s, it was mostly over 30s, late 30s. If you were there for those shows, I thank you very much. It's one of our most successful Christmas events that we've ever done. And it was a real joy seeing so many like younger people for the All Ages show. Lots of people bringing their kids. But also, it was great to see a bunch of parents who we'd not seen for a wee while. Ardent Lost Map fans from the very beginning who haven't been able to make shows for a while. Suddenly free to bring their children and slightly enjoy themselves whilst looking at the kids running rampant round Summerhall. There was possibly the most rock and roll moment of any Lost Map event we've ever had was when the security came over to me to ask me to make an announcement for people to look after their kids (laughs) better because they were running wild. Love it. I'm glad that we inspired that in a younger generation. So yeah, Salka performed at that and looking forward to more stuff from Salka throughout 2024. So what have we got planned for you this year? Well, I can't give away all our plans, obviously. And that the reason I can't give away all of our plans for 2024 is, well, last year was our 10th anniversary. I'm sure you're sick of hearing about. And we did a lot of events throughout the course of the year and special releases and stuff. And it, it was such a memorable way to commemorate that year. So cool. And now 2024 has arrived and I'll be honest, I don't really have any plans. I've got some plans, but I've not planned out the entire year. That's fine, okay? That's fine. 
I'll tell you what I have planned is I've planned a little short burst of Pictish Trail live dates at the end of this month going into the beginning of February, which I thought I would use this opportunity to plug. So I'm doing a bunch of shows solo. It's going to be myself on guitar and a sampler. And I'm supporting Steve Mason, my hero from the Beta Band, in York on the 30th of January at the Crescent. On the 31st of January, a Wednesday, I'm supporting Islet at a special 40th anniversary show for Fire Records in London at Paper Dress Vintage. On the 1st of February, I'm travelling down to a place called Marina Fountain in St. Leonard's and I'm going to be doing a solo headline show there. And then I'm going to be travelling up to a place called Wendover, which is actually a place, I've never heard of it before, Wendover. I'm playing at the Legion Club there on Friday the 2nd of February, then travelling up to Newcastle to support a band called Novelty Island at the Clooney on Saturday the 3rd of February. And then on Sunday the 4th of February, I am doing a matinee show, all ages, again, all ages, at the Parish, which is in Huddersfield. And to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever played Huddersfield before, so I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, a little blast of Pictish Trail solo dates to kickstart the year. I figured I've got some recording plans this year and some other plans for some special gigs happening and I thought maybe a little run of solo shows would be a nice way to warm myself up and get myself into that zone. I really enjoyed the shows I did last year with Bassian, which were solo and can be doing a few more shows like that this year. If you're interested in Pictish Trail coming to visit your town, I just spoke about myself in the third person. But if you are, get in touch. Give us a shout. Looking for some odd and weird shows to do throughout the course of the year. Send me an email to club at lostmap.com. That's club, C-L-U-B, at lostmap.com. Okay, on today's show, we've got an interview with Victoria Hume about their brand new album, Radical Abundance, which is out this month. And we've also got an archive track from our good friend Makeness, and I'll have more news on Makeness happening later on this episode. And we'll also be talking you through the latest releases on Postmap Club. Postmap Club. What the absolute is Postmap Club? You fucker. Postmap Club, Postmap Club, Postmap Club, it's a very nice club. Early in the morning, just as day is dawning, Victor's trail is talking loads of shite. Oh, I love that jingle. Have you heard that one before? Mm, it's beautiful. By the way, I've just listened back to the audio I recorded in the previous section. There's so much howling wind. Did you hear that? It's really stormy up here on Egg, and um, I didn't have the door shut properly. If you did hear it and you enjoyed it, you're welcome. Okay, let me tell you about Postmap Club. Postmap Club is our membership club where we send you postcards, actual printed postcards in the post every month, delivered to your doorstep, your actual doorstep. I'll stop saying the word actual. These postcards contain brand new music from the label. They've got artwork from the artists on one side and on the other side there's download codes where you can get access to the latest tracks that we're releasing as singles plus remixes, b-sides, live sessions and other exclusive material such as Mixcloud mixes. Members also receive a membership badge as well as a monthly newsletter from me. Hello, that takes me ages to write that newsletter. 
I'm pretty sure most of you read it, so it's, it's definitely worth my while. Members receive access to a secret part of the website, lostmap.com forward slash portal, where they can enter their monthly password to gain access to exclusive live video sessions and Mixcloud mixes and other stuff that we've released over the years. Members also get first dibs and early bird prices on tickets for our live events such as Howlin' Fling and Humbug, as well as a whopping 15% off any vinyl, CDs, tapes, t-shirts, caps, bobble hats or any other merchandise from our web shop lostmap.com and 10% of anything in our Bandcamp page, lostmap.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Flippin' heck, in addition to all of this, all members receive a monthly email containing all of the unique download codes, passwords, and a digital version of the newsletter, so you don't even have to wait for your postie to arrive. You can get all of the good stuff delivered straight to your digital inbox. Astonishingly, this month marks five whole years of Postmap Club, we started it back in January 2019 and now we're in January 2024. Our membership is over 600 members and the whole project has made a huge difference as to how we run things here. Not only has it allowed us to support our roster of artists, we've been able to put money from Postmap Club towards recording costs and audio mixing and mastering as well as commissioning remixes, b-sides and live sessions also being able to commission music videos and other visual stuff. It's paid for artists to create exclusive Mixcloud mixes and for this very podcast that you're listening to right now. It's paid for this to exist. If you like this podcast, you should become a member. It also plays a significant role in running the rest of the label. There's a core team of six of us here. Kate, Malcolm, Bart, David, Laura and myself. Hello. Between us, we run the web shop and distribution ourselves. We handle our own PR and radio plugging in-house. We provide layout and design assistance to our artists. We create visual content for social media so we can let more people know about the music that we're releasing. It's a properly independent label and it's a real privilege getting to work with musicians that are our friends and whose music we love dearly. Honestly, without Postmap Club, especially over the COVID years, we wouldn't have been able to do any of that. So let me tell you about Postmap Club. If you sign up for a physical subscription this month, you will receive a bumper pack of postcards, including all of the postcards released this month, as well as a selection from previous months. You'll receive a brand new membership badge for 2024. We've got a brand new design. You'll get a double CD entitled 10 Years of Lost Map that contains 44 of the best tracks from different artists over the past decade of Lost Map. You also get that warm feeling of helping an independent DIY label doing our best to support artists that we love. Mm. Membership starts at just £3 a month. There's also a tier at £5 and a £10 tier. But here's the thing, all of the tiers receive exactly the same stuff. The only difference between the tiers is if you pay a bit more money you get a slightly bigger badge. That's it. You get all of the same stuff. We've priced it so that a wide group of folks can support what we're doing here and not feel that they're missing out on anything. You can cancel at any time. We don't want you to cancel, but you can cancel at any time. 
You could sign up for one month. You could get all of the bumper welcome pack stuff that I just mentioned, like the double CD and all the postcards and stuff. And then you could just sod off. Now, we, we don't want you to do that. We actively lose money if that happens. But look, it's a gamble I'm willing to take. We also have digital-only subscriptions where you receive an email on the first day of each month containing all the music and passwords. You save yourself a bit of postage if you go digital. In addition to this, there's also a gift membership where you can pay for an annual membership for the music lover in your life. It makes a great belated Christmas or birthday present. They get all of the stuff that I've mentioned in the bumper intro pack, followed by a delivery of postcards every month for a year. If you would like to become a member or purchase a gift membership, go to lostmap.com forward slash club. Okay, lostmap dot com forward slash club <sighs> Laura usually does that bit and it is exhausting right what have we got for you in Postmap Club this month well first up we've got a track for you from electronic producer and songwriter Matt Gibb aka Kinboat we released Kinboat's debut full length album Shifting Distance back in 2020 and he put a, a single Rotate in October last year his sound incorporates glitching electronics, textured production, elements of field recordings and found sound fused with guitar, bass and synth. This is a brand new track called Low Sun Smasher and it's taken from a forthcoming album that I'll tell you about more. I'll tell you more about <laughs> in a wee sec. Here's the track, Low Sun Smasher. new song Low Sun Smasher which is out now as part of this month's Postmap Club mailout. The track is taken from a forthcoming album called Hemisphere which is going to be available to pre-order later on this month on limited edition CD and printed zine. The album's coming out in April alongside a launch which is going to be quite ambitious. Matt aka Kimboat is currently editing music videos for every track on the album which is going to be released online as well as projected on screen during a live performance. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for information on all of that this month. 
The postcard also comes with a remix of Lausanne Smasher from Susan Bear. And as luck would have it, we have a brand new track from Susan herself this month. That's right, postcard number two is a track called Shake. Susan Bear, you'll know as a stalwart of the Lost Map music scene, she cut her teeth as one half of Tough Love. She went on to perform with loads of other acts on the label, including Pictish Trails Band, my own band, and our collective project, Weird Wave. She's also played as a member of the Pastels. She's part of Poster Paints, Tracy Ann and Danny, and Goodnight Louisa. She released her debut solo album under the name Good Dog in 2020 before changing to her own name. And in 2022, we released the first LP of material under her own name called Alter. It's a collection of heartwarming guitar and synth ballads, really touching, emotive stuff, beautiful. Over the last year, she's been working on new material that further explores her love of electronic music, but takes it towards a more uplifting, clubbier place. We released the track It's You back in November last year. And yes, we've got this brand new track right here. It's called Shake. And you can hear a bit of that now. That was Shake by Susan Bear. The postcard comes with a version of her previous single, It's You, remixed by Kinboat. A bit of a remix swap going on there. Mm. All lovingly funded by you Post Map Club members, of course. Thank you very much. There's going to be more music from Susan Bear to come later this year. The third and final postcard in this month's mail-out is by Victoria Hume. Victoria is a singer-songwriter. She's originally from Dorset, but is currently based in Musselburgh, which is just outside of Edinburgh. This month's postcard contains the track Steady State, which is taken from her forthcoming album Radical Abundance, which is going to come out on limited edition CD and an accompanying zine on the 19th of January. It's a really thought-provoking record. Victoria's written a collection of songs about the state of capitalism, the destruction it's caused, the inevitabilities it's created, and looks towards what might emerge next. It's inspired by the book Less Is More, How Degrowth Will Save the World by Jason Hickel, and is based around interviews that Victoria conducted with Hickel, as well as other activists and agitators. 
For this edition of the podcast, our fellow Lost Map team member Malcolm Jack recorded an in-depth interview with Victoria, all about her life in music and the making of this new album. Have a listen. Victoria. I am a singer-songwriter. I've been doing that since God was born. <laughs> um, when did I start doing that? Probably in the 90s sometime. And at the same time, I've, I've always worked in hospitals and healthcare spaces and with health and well-being and medicine. And you break us in your tantrums when what scarce is love. put out an EP in about 2012 which arrived to enormous acclaim from about four people <laughs> and I have been I've been playing live for a long time both in the UK and then in South Africa when I lived there for about 10 years and I've put out I've put out a few EPs actually but it's been a mixture the stuff that I've released has always been a bit of a mixture of if you like straight down the line singer-songwriter stuff and stuff that's a bit more focused on a particular issue often health so some kind of conventional EPs and some projects that have had a particular focus and they've often the project ones have often involved interviews with people who've had particular experiences I think I've been trying to find a way of writing songs they get you get to a point with songwriting or I did I got to a point where I, I got bored of writing about my personal experiences and wanted to keep songwriting but I, I suppose I was finding the stuff I was getting emotionally interested in wasn't so much, you know, my broken heart, which I've written about a million times. <laughs> and uh, I kind of run out of things to say about that. So I wanted to try and find out about, find a way of writing about things in the world other than me. <laughs> I mean, I do still do a lot of that. There's still a lot of that. <laughs> but you, you know, you just get a bit old for that shit really after a certain point. <laughs> it's like, it's really not the most interesting thing that's happening in the world. I occupy nothing, I'm a bruise, a Porsche. First time I, I got in touch with Lost Matt was through Arden, who helped with the Delirium project. He, he worked as a kind of producer on that for me, which was amazing. I'd, I've never even met Arden in person, but he got interested in it through um, my colleague Quinta, who'd played on it, who's a amazing musician she's playing on this new album as well um anyway Adam introduced me to Lost Map and then um and then Johnny released uh an EP called Closing in 20 whenever it was 16 I think and that yeah that was the first thing that I released with Lost Map uh, I think there were five songs on that and that yeah that was great that was it was really brilliant to work with Lost Map with that it just meant that it it kind of it was just amazing to be part of a little musical community. I've not released anything 
full um, as a as a solo artist. I did do a, um, an EP. When was it? 2021, I think. It was during lockdown, so I have no idea what year it was. It was it was during that time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, with a band called Copies, which was like a sort of three singer-songwriters all working together. Me and my husband, Chris Ledger, and another songwriter called Matthew Funderbunt. And we, um, we each wrote two songs and put that out. And it was a joint release between... Lost Map and Shifty Records in South Africa. So for a long time I ran an arts programme in hospitals um, and then eventually about 15 years ago I tried to sort of bring those two things together. Started writing music about experiences of health and medicine. I did a couple of quite big projects about delirium in hospital, um, another project about um, the experience of hearing voices. It's always been a bit slanted towards mental health, I suppose you could argue. Um, uh, although another project about um, living with chronic respiratory disease. My sort of double professional life has kind of evolved and um, more recently I've been running a national organisation called the Culture, Health and Wellbeing Alliance and we do a lot of work on strategy around health and in particular around health equity and how what role culture and creativity might play in that and that's kind of evolved into for me into thinking about the structures that underpin our health I guess and um, the one that I keep bumping into is the economy the unhealthiness of our economy if you like and the way that that has been driving climate change but it's something we find it very difficult to talk about as a society. There's sort of a, um, uh, there's a kind of general assumption that the economic system we have is the economic system we have, is the economic system we have, and it is as good as it's ever going to get. And it's a kind of neutral entity that that is a rational force in society. And I mean, obviously, not everybody thinks that. There's, a, there's always been a healthy anti-capitalist movement, but I think. Um, I wanted to understand more about that and to become a bit more articulate about it because it felt like all the conversations I've been having about health, both as a musician and as a sort of strategist in that space, are kind of blocked if I can't understand the economy that's underpinning it. I'm going to have a go at defining degrowth. I'll use a quote from Jason Hickel's book because that was uh, kind of influenced the whole project really. He describes it as a planned downscaling of energy and resource use to bring the economy back into balance with the living world in a safe, just and equitable way. That might mean things in practical terms like shortening the working week, redistributing income and wealth more fairly, so that's a lot of that's to do with taxation. Um, investing in public goods like universal health care, education, affordable housing. There's another quote uh, from, from another author called Serge Latouche, which is about building a society in which we can live better lives whilst working less and consuming less. I suppose I came to it from sort of uh, thinking about um, GDP, gross domestic product a bit, and uh, there are lots of conversations happening a while ago now about how we might move away from GDP as the only measure of our sort of success as countries, international measure of success, and towards something that's much more about well-being. 
and that's aligned quite closely with my other professional life which is all about culture and creativity and well-being a lot of people don't talk about degrowth partly because th there's a sort of negative connotation in that term and talk instead about well-being economies or steady state economies i'm sure that there's there are differences between those things that i don't understand so i don't mean to conflate things that aren't the same but 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 the fundamental principle is about sort of sh moving us away from the growth imperative and towards something that that is sustainable within ecological bounds and that is at the same time about equity between people and between people and nature rejoining two things that have been artificially divided people and nature what makes us well in the first place what makes us more likely to get better if we do get unwell what exacerbates illness and eventually that kind of leads you to the economy because it is the sort of unspoken system that governs everything. And it has always felt to me a bit like it's something that we don't... I, it's something, I have a humanities background. I studied English at university and I've always worked in the arts, but I've always worked in health contexts as well. But I don't have any understanding of the economy, really. It was never taught at school. It's not something I feel literate about. I didn't feel like I could sort of take a position or have an informed conversation about the economy. I still don't completely feel that. But it feels important that we get past that and that we sort of feel we can have a conversation about this stuff even if we only try to it, it's sort of partly a frustration with the way that that the system gets presented as a kind of inevitability you know there's a famous saying by is it frederick jameson he said uh it's easier to imagine end of the world than the end of capitalism like the objective should be to make it easier to imagine the end of capitalism than the end of the world and i think that the only way to do that is through art i don't see any other way around that <laughs> How did I make the leap from thinking about health and equity to songwriting? I, I think if it's what's on your mind, then that's what you should be trying to write about, maybe. A better answer is that I think I use songwriting as a, as a way of understanding things. I think that's probably why I've always done it. And when I was younger, it was about kind of understanding the emotional vortexes that I was managing to get myself into. And now it's about trying to understand stuff in the world that I find difficult, complex, contradictory. I find the economy and health structures kind of opaque and complex and this is a way for me to try and figure it out. But also I just, I don't like the idea that there are certain things you can write about as a songwriter and certain things that you ought to leave to the professionals. <laughs> Um, I think I think it's quite important that we try and write stuff about real things. I knew I wanted to use Jason's work to write something about, and I didn't know quite how, but I I did feel that it would be good to try and speak to people who, rather than sort of be all kind of doomy and. Woe, woe is me, the system is broken. I mean, the system is broken, but there are lots of people who are attempting to fix it, to build a new system. I wanted to interview people who were enacting those measures, basically, in one way or another. So the people I spoke to were Jason Eckle, Daisy Mart, a freelance artist, um, Brian Smith, who works with Transform Community Development in Dundee, 
Victoria McQuillan, who works with the Scottish Library and Information Council on a scheme called Lend and Mend, which is about um, lending things like power tools out and uh, bringing people into library spaces to use things like sewing machines and um, and and lastly I spoke to Shona McIntosh who's the Scottish Green Party councillor for East Lothian. Definitely I think I, I think the, the whole the whole way we look at the economy as consumers has to change and we have to be you know rather than just this endless pursuit of more stuff. them in the book it talks about ending planned obsolescence for example so I was really interested in people that were you know working towards a circular economy another one's about ending food waste and I spoke to somebody who is kind of working with food systems to make sure the food that would otherwise be wasted is being redistributed in an equitable way yeah once I started speaking to people the same thing happens as always happens when I speak to people for this kind of work you people say really amazing interesting things and that just fires off ideas and people use amazing analogies and metaphors all the time we all, we all do it all the time in our speech and that's those are what actually form the basis of the songs really Oblivious Structures is uh, quite a direct response to, to things that Daisy said about mycelial networks and um, the ways in which those systems echo the way in which social movements form, but also suggest something about the natural world that we've forgotten and are only beginning to remember, which is the way the sort of interrelationship across the natural world, the codependency, if you like, of everything. And Jason also talks about this a lot in his book, about um, the sort of way that mushrooms operate being kind of symbolic of something that we're only just beginning to get our heads around, about how nature and humanity are codependent. It's not a question of humanity kind of controlling and manipulating nature to its own ends. That was, that was such an obviously strong image to try and turn into a song. Yeah, and, and we rely on mushrooms to, to literally decompose. So in any kind of decay, decaying of like trees and all, all forms of plants and things. Um, yeah, um, after death, like there is growth and that kind of, yeah. And yeah, I do think there is a lot of um, metaphors to be made about mushrooms and how the mycelial networks like are kind of like underground and working together and sort of like spreading information and bringing like yeah it's just uh it's a really good metaphor for social justice like even under the concrete when we're walking there's mycelial networks like pretty much everywhere um and it's really cool to learn about it because then you, you just feel that connection wherever you are Yeah, so once I'd, once I'd interviewed people, I'd, I'd transcribe the interviews, listen to them again, and then I start... I, in some cases, I, I used a couple of audio quotes to sort of try and structure songs, and in most cases, it was more... Um, it was a looser relationship than that. So then I demoed about 
four songs, five songs, it took me ages to get them ready, and then shared those with the people I'd interviewed and with the other musicians I was going to be working with, so um, Chris Letcher, Quinta and Andy Hamill, and we had a session together with the musicians um, trying to sort of work those songs a bit, um, did a little bit of recording, did quite a lot of thinking about, I suppose, the sort of sound world, not to sound too pretentious. Why has this not just transformed what we're doing yet? I, I don't mm. understand why people aren't listening to this. I did see an interesting thing that was saying, like, degrowth, like the word degrowth maybe puts people off and it is, it's better to talk about, um, I quite liked his talk about steady state, uh, steady state economy, just kind of keeping things, but just the idea of, of maintenance rather than growth. A steady state economy Steady state came partly from a couple of things that, that Shona said about um, steady state economics and um, sort of thinking about that term degrowth and instead of thinking about a steady state and what that might mean. I had a really clear image that was sort of forming throughout the process of thinking about all of this stuff of a funnel. <laughs> well, the line in the song is sucks up nature and time. Um, that I guess I was reading a lot about extractive capitalism and how there's a the way that capitalism works to kind of draw all the resources into the 1% basically and it hoovers up everything it hoovers up our natural resources our kind of human resources I had all sorts of associated images like the way that like a like a like a kind of 80s city boy sniffing coke <laughs> the funnel going straight up his nose but which was kind of echoes in another song later on on the album Barbarians which does ref reference quite directly the cocaine in the Houses of Parliament but yeah this funnel felt like a very real thing I suppose I was trying to explain degrowth but this image of the funnel was kind of dominating it Um, Bad Lover was an attempt to speak to capitalism as if it were a person, a kind of abusive lover, basically. And I was thinking about the ways in which abusive behaviour is often excused or sort of facilitated by the system. The way that we're constantly told on the radio that we must strive for growth, we have GDP as our only goal. I mean, it's such a universal kind of... Um, sort of presented as a truism, but, um, but it's actually an abusive culture. <laughs> so it was, I was trying to characterise capitalism, I guess. 
guess, as a person, as a way of speaking more directly to it. enjoy the distillation process trying to figure out something complex and I suppose represent it in my own terms ultimately it's like writing an essay at school isn't it take this topic and figure out a way of explaining it to yourself and other people there's something about the structure of songwriting and it wouldn't have to be songwriting could be other art forms but for me it works to that helps me to make sense of complex things you, there's a sort of shape to it and maybe it's because it allows for things like metaphor it doesn't always have to be completely logical I do feel as if I've expressed something that I've been trying to think about I suppose and that I feel strongly about I don't know how successfully but that maybe is beside the point I feel pleased that I've we have managed to produce an album that feels like quite a difficult thing to do all by itself. Rather the barbarians latched onto the state till they milk it dry. White dust in the parliament. The original intention was to have a conversation, I guess, just to, for a few more people to have a conversation about this stuff. Which sounds a bit evangelical. I suppose it is in a way. To bring the economy more firmly into the centre of the conversations that we're all having all the time about our systems and why they're not working um, and climate breakdown specifically. It would be great if listening to the songs leads people to find out more about these, these other people's work because that's really inspiring. We don't have to invent it from scratch That was Barbarians by Victoria Hume, taken from the album Radical Abundance, which is coming out on Lost Map on limited edition CD and accompanying zine on the 19th of January. There's also a track from that album included as part of this month's Postmap Club. Also, the postcard's got a standalone version of the interview that you've just heard. You can receive Victoria's postcard plus the music that you've heard already from Kinboat and Susan Bear by joining Postmap Club go to lostmap.com forward slash 
club. Okay, we're coming to the end of today's episode. Definitely felt a bit weird doing it without Laura, but we did it. We've made it together. Thank you for being there. I'd love to see some of you whilst I'm out on tour this month. Go to pictishtrail.co.uk forward slash gigs G-I-G-Z to see where I'm at. I'm at York, London, St. Leonard's, Wendover, Newcastle, Huddersfield, the world. Before I go, I want to tell you about another Lost Map show that we're putting on. A three-act bill at The Social in London on Little Portland Street. It's happening on Saturday the 27th of January. We've got performances from Makeness, from Maranta, travelling down from Edinburgh, and SDF, three of our more electronically inclined acts, but each quite different. It's going to be a great night, running from 7pm, they're each doing a live set, and then they're DJing together from 11pm till 1am. To close today's episode, I'm going to play a blissed out track by Makeness that Kyle and Gus recorded while they were on the Isle of Egg for our Visitations residency project. Thank you for listening to the Lost Map podcast. Big love to Malcolm Jack and to Victoria Hume for today's interview and to Joe Cormack for editing everything together. I'll catch you again next month. Here's Makeness with Lean On. <laughs>